This year is brought to you by Eshel Publications. Eshel Publications is a non-profit organization dedicated to spreading the Torah, Shiurim, and Sefarim of Rabbi Aaron Lapiansky. For sponsorships or more information, visit eshelpublications.com. privilege for us here in the yeshiva to have uh, Rabbi Lopiansky, the Rashiva of the Yeshiva Gadol, Greater Washington. Um, you know, there are a lot of, I'm going to say mitzvah if you don't mind, if it's okay. okay? There are a lot, of, uh, a lot of speakers, a lot of people, you know, are known as being speakers, they're entertaining, they're this, they're that, but there are very few people who are as... Um, Interesting, and perhaps uh, the uh, the uh, the main point is as creative and as deep thinkers as Rabbi Lopiansky. So even though a lot of people come and speak, and I have to sit here and I have to be here, this is one of the occasions I actually enjoy being here and listening and learning from what uh, Rabbi Lopiansky has to say. And of course, we have a special relationship with the yeshiva. We uh, mayor this year, of course, from the yeshiva of the We've had many boys who've, uh, many of you saw, we had a Herschel uh, Bachrock visiting here yesterday. Many of you saw him. He's also uh, an alumnus of uh, the yeshiva of Greater Washington. So it's uh, also a special relationship that go, goes back a number of years. So it's, uh, as I said, a great honor and privilege uh, to present to you Rabbi Lopiansky. One thing I can agree with Average Jablunowitz is that entertaining is not going to be. So that, that part, we, we definitely would see eye to eye that one. <laughs> I, um, one of my young boys, when he was, one of my boys is not so young anymore, he's in the 30s, when he was a young boy, they were playing rabbi and uh, congregants. And he was a very kind of structured kid, liked to have everything played out. So he said, before we start, two words of instruction. One of them was, when I start speaking, will everybody please put their heads down on the shtendas? That was, the, that was his instructions. Al Kaponim, um, I, I want to put at least in terms of, of the, um, what I've seen, uh, Edwin was one of, one of our household members and uh, seen the, uh, the progress and the growth and he's uh, also Silver Springer um, and uh, we... Um, Seeing the practice, the growth that happens in yeshiva is really extraordinary. That what's invested in every Talmud, and everyone has energies invested in a very unique way to fit the person, to bring out the best in the person. Um, like we said, many, many years of getting wonderful Talmudim and having our high school boys really steigen, grow. Bez Hashem, uh, you should have that same matzlach, which I'm sure you will. The, um, this week, the coming parasha, one of the uh, mitzvahs, one of the core mitzvahs, is the mitzvah of eating Karm Pesach. We don't, since we don't have Karm Pesach, we don't actually um, relate to it as strongly. But Karm Pesach was the extraordinary mitzvah of Israel, so much so that there's a Havamina 
that if somebody was misguided, he would have to bring a Korm Pesach. We need a meal from the Pesach, that a Ger does not need to bring Korm Pesach. Especially, but Korm Pesach is the carbon that started us off as cholesterol. It was part of the Ger's process in terms of Azostamim and so on. So Korm Pesach is an extraordinary... Uh, um, it, it, it's more than other Korbanis, it, it stands on its own in many ways. The fact that it takes around cholesterol, many, many other aspects. There's one aspect of our carbon Pesach that sort of almost contradicts many of the elements of a normal carbon. A normal carbon, it says you're supposed to eat it which means you're supposed to eat it in a very royal, dignified manner. You're supposed to eat it with, uh, the, the Gemara calls it chardol, which is mustard. I guess it was very expensive in those days. It was something that was royalty. Avraham Avinu gave Lushonos for chardol. You're supposed to eat it and serve it like prime grill style. It's, it's supposed to be something that's very harsh. It's kachim. A, um, a person who's not besimch, a person who's own and can't eat it, and so on. And it's true to some degree about carbon Pesach as well. For instance, you're not allowed to break bones of a carbon Pesach, and the Rishonim explains, the Chinuch explains, because poor people, when they eat, they crack the bones to suck out the marrow and, and, and whatever they can get out of it. And somebody who's well-to-do and, and sort of uh, a high style, high lifestyle, wouldn't crack bones, and that's carbon Pesach. <coughs> But there's an exception. It says, This is the way you eat Korban Pesach. Your belt is tied up. Your shoes are on your feet. And you have your hands, you have the stick in your hand, the, the walking stick. You eat it rapidly, quickly. Now, that is quite undignified. Uh, I mean, when somebody comes in in his coat, and his jacket, and his boots, and doesn't have time to take it off and just grab something, so that's kind of a fast food thing. It's like uh, you're traveling on the road, and you don't have much time. You stop off, and you don't have time to, to, to take off your coat. But it certainly is extremely not befitting costume that that's where you eat it. And so, Mela, if, if they were going someplace, they were not going it. Um, until the morning, Korban Pesach had to be eaten at night. It was brought Yudalit, it was eaten at night, and till Chatzos, possibly till the morning. They didn't leave Mitzrayim till the morning. The, the cab wasn't coming till the morning. And they knew that. They also knew, they, 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 they knew exactly what the plan was. So what's the point of eating it that way, the Chippazim? You also don't have this halacha, um, you don't have this halacha Lidoros. This applied to Carbon Pesach at the time of, of, of that time. So it seems that it was geared specifically for that time, but it was totally unnecessary. It doesn't seem that there was any reason for it. And I've heard, I know, I, 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 reading over the years, that there were Sephardi communities that had a minute to sort of eat, eat the matzah like that and so on. But it's a minute balma. It's nothing to do with halacha. And halacha, Carbon Pesach afterwards, is treated like any other kachim. So what was the point of doing like that and acting like it. A second thing, it says, Vachalchem also bechipazon. Now, chipazon is never considered a very good milo or midatova. Chipazon is not considered good. Pachas kamayim altosa, when Yaakov Avinu 
a, a blessing which really was Musa to Huvein, he said, Pachas Kamaya Tosa, you acted very impulsively, you acted very hastily. In general, the, 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 the message of Torah is that a person think, understand, learn, um, and then act with Seichel with Das. I mean, the, 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 the most, I, I would say, fundamental Musa we hear from somebody is think before you do, think before you <coughs> act. The, all of Torah is built on getting people to sit and to think and to act with Seichel rather than by impulse. Because the impulse is never terribly good. So, so why is Chippazen the, 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 the mode for carbon Pesach that's, that's meant to be very positive? We're eating it with Chippazen. In general, the, 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 the whole surah of Matzah, because they, they couldn't, it's also be Chippazen. And, and, and that's why you had to, in the history of Pesachim, the Hachmitz, HaKadosh Baruch could have told us an hour before, and he did. Everyone knew the schedule. Kadosh Baruch told Moshe Rabbeinu, as we Marcus Bechoros, Paras is going to come, telling everybody to get lost, to get out of here, and so on and so forth. And, and then um, we would go on and, and travel. So they couldn't bake the masses 20 minutes earlier. Well, why was it, 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 it? Why was it deliberately given as chipazim? It's not. It didn't happen that way. It was done in a way that they're acting out chipazim. I could have spoke with the Holy Tzitz Mitzrayim stretched out over a year. The old Makis and, and Moshe was going constantly to Paro and warning him and telling him and back and forth, back and forth. It was almost a year process. So, so there was no Chippazin there. So why was it that when they left, was it all about Chippazin? That's, that's a point of trying to, to understand a little bit. So I, I want to use a point that the Maral speaks about and and understand it, a point that's very fundamental to Karim Pesach, to, to, to Pesach, and try to understand it in, in, that, in that context. The Bible says, Achazel Lachem, same, same it's, a, it's, a, it's a mitzvah that, that's earlier over here, but Achazel Roshech Hadashim Rishim Chachashana. Akadosh gave the mitzvah of making Nisan the first month at this point. Why? So, Rishon will speak about that it's important to commemorate Yitzhak Mitzrayim by listing everything in terms of Mitzrayim. So now, whenever, whenever we speak, we say, what's this month? This month is going to be, the, this is the 11th month from Yitzhak Mitzrayim. This is this month, that month. Okay, it's nice. So, I would have taken this parasha and moved it to afterwards. When when Akashpochu says to to to, to be Paida Bakhir, Kashpochu says to um, to commemorate with, with fill in and so on, I would have stuck in also the point about Rishkhidish. But but why is the Pash of Rishkhidish given now? Um, the, the the they didn't really they weren't Kaveya months yet. And it says that comes before the carbon Pesach also. Um, why? It's, if it's only there to commemorate Yitzhak Mitzrayim and Karim Pesach, have it afterwards. That's a point that the morale deals with, and maybe not so often, but it deals with the, with the point of, 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 the, of being the Reish Chadashim. 
So he makes the following point. And I'm, I'm putting my own words a little bit, but this, it's a point that he makes and he speaks about it in many places. Almost everything that we experience in, in, the, in, in the world around us, or I should say everything, is continuous. In other words, the world has rules, it, it, rules of nature, laws of nature, and whatever we do starts with something that's there, goes through a process, and moves things to another place. That means no matter what, we can't make any real fundamental changes in the Priya. We can't, because you can move things. Things can evolve, but they can't really be disjunct in a way where it's, it's totally discontinued what was there before. Everything, as this rock was here, people came, they took it from this place, they moved it to that place, they used this amount of force, this amount of energy, this amount of time, got it to that place. We can show a line of how it goes from here to there. It's true about human nature. It's true about people doing things. We are who we are. And we have our personality, we have our issues, we have our education, our home, our baggage that we picked up, our assets, that's who we are. And that has a tendency of moving forward. It can move forward, it can regress, it can go off on a tangent, but even if it moves forward, you don't get any real jump because it's a condition. And so a young kid might be wild, he gets older, he matures a bit, he gets older, he settles down. There's a natural process. It allows for development. It doesn't allow for real change. That's something that, um, is a, by definition, it, 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 things can, can slowly change, but it's not real change. It's just a development of what was there. HaKadosh Baruch Hu gave Kalal Yisrael a koach that they can almost make a jump. Instead of walking, they can actually jump. And that's very discontinuous from where they were there before. Um, the, 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 a person can start at a new point that really is, is discontinuous from the point before. And that's an extraordinary kayach that HaKadosh Baruch Hu gave us that's hachodesh hazeh lochem. I want to point out a phenomenon. People speak about some of the unique um, aspects of the Jewish people. I'm talking about a secular, a, a secular perspective. So everybody says they're very smart. They're very rich. Um, maybe they are smart, maybe they're not smart. I don't think that that's a significant nekuda in itself. What is significant, if you look at history, are Jews were innovative in ways that no one else was. The type of jump, whether it's intellectual development, that they came up with new ideas, they were totally, they, they weren't a continuation of the development of the old idea, but they were kind of something new, out of the back, so to speak. Revolutions, um, somewhat terrible. But the one thing they had in common was 
that they were communism, which was by and part the Jewish movement, um, was a movement that re- tried to rethink the world. They were dead wrong, but it certainly was not a continuation of anything there before. And so on. And if you go through the big things in, in, in world history who are Jewish, they have a common denominator of really being um, extraordinarily um, creative, extraordinarily innovative, revolutionary, and so on. Actually, there's a book I have at home in Hebrew. Not a from book. It's, it's called Jewish Revolutionaries. And it, and it has all the leaders of different movements, mostly social justice type movements, that were Jewish. It, it, yes, it was very typical. It comes from a cough that Biasol has that is, we can start new, not continuous what was there before. The, it, it's, in some ways, it's a very divine type of core because the world, the material world is mechanical, and things that are mechanical just continue with what was there before. Um, I remember one of the first things we learned in, in science was the seven basic machines. The machines meant like a screw, a lever, etc. And the one thing we were, that we were taught incessantly was they don't give you more energy than you have. They just restructure it in a way that it's more usefully applied. But it's nothing can give you more than you had before. It's just a way of using more effectively and efficiently what you had before. That's a core of Chiddush, and because it's very divine-like in nature, that it, it, doesn't, it doesn't continue mechanically what was there before, but starts anew, it's unique to Kali Yisrael. Akhenshvaru took people that were 210 years Avadim. They were Avadim in every sense of the word. Physically, they, had, they, they, were, they, they hadn't done it. 210 years, they hadn't done anything on their own. Mentally, emotionally, the Rambam writes... In 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 at first Perik, Okimat Kot just about gave up the last spark of any Yiddish feelings of, of any any sense of a Kaddish Baruch and so on. So in every sense of the word, they were defeated, and the, they would never. When it says that Kaddish Baruch wouldn't have been goelos, we would never gone out. What it means is not only a Kaddish Baruch Hu in terms of heat directly intervening, it required a change in us that was parallel to a divine type of Bria. Bracious is a Kaddish Baruch Hu. The, the Torah starts with Bracious. For Bracious, you need a Kaddish Baruch Hu. After that, he allows you and he allows it to function naturally. So HaKadosh Baruch Hu gave us the Koach of HaChodesh Azachem Rosh Chodesh. This moment in time is not a continuation of what was yesterday before. It's going to break as something new. There's going to be a new moment. It'll be so new that you'll never look back and say, oh, this one day I was a Mitzri and I was a Zerah and then Next day I was a little bit of mystery, and then the third day I felt very much like being Jewish, and the fifth day I was completely Jewish. I will look myself as being born at the moment of Yitzhak Mitzrayim. That's what, that's HaChodesh Lecham Rosh Chodashim. And it was necessary, because if it would have been, if it would have tried to do it by evolution, it never would have worked. It was too far gone 
And that's what it means. That the Baruch that Ben-Gorilus was too far gone that it would evolve and so on and so forth. We started, so, so the moral says, is, it's not only a, a calendar so that we can remember it, it was a necessary function of setting up a new beginning for us in order to enable the goal. That's what the first thing Akash Baruch told Moshe is, we need to put the meter at zero now. It's, it, it, we're not going to bring out the best in Kaisal, we're going to restart Kaisal from that very Nikud that's left over. The eating Bichipazah, let's go back to the point of Bichipazah, and let's understand when it's good, when it's not good. A person that makes a decision based on impulse will almost always get it wrong and get into trouble. And it's never ever good to make a decision based on impulse. So, if I'm asking myself, I have a pool of water, and the pool of water is cold, it's hot, it's deep, it's shallow, whatever it is, and I ask myself, should I jump in or not? The answer is going to be right, only if you think it through, and you ask yourself, why do I want to jump in? What's the risk involved? What's the reward involved? And should I do it? A person should never make those decisions based on impulse. Because somebody's yelling and saying, jump in. I dare you to jump in. That's, that usually gets you the worst results when, when, when you're replying to, to, to some sort of goading. But let's say a person thinks about it. and says, you know, I've got to go in. I've got to learn how to swim. It's important this net. But, there's some natural parts of himself that are blocking him. He has a fear, an unreasonable fear, but it's there. It's cold, and his body doesn't like cold. It's hot, his body doesn't like hot, and so on. So, at this point, if the person tries to drag himself into you probably know like when you try slowly to get into the pool, it takes a half hour, and every minute of the half hour is torture, and basic, and the kid who, who jumped in, it was a minute of shock, and then he's okay. In the process, once you've used your seichel, and you've made a decision that's based on das, and now you have to force your body into it, your body's not holding there. And at, that's the point when you need to break and to do it. There are moments in life when you understand it's the right thing, and it's just a natural sluggishness, a, a natural holding back just because inertia, so to speak. There, the right thing is to jump. Um, Reb Tzaddik, in Sittas and Tzaddik, writes that even though moving quickly has its downside, and that's why Klali Sol Ephesus is not needed spheres home to sort of structure it so that they could do it in a structured way, but it was absolutely necessary because the first moment must always come suddenly. It always has to come by doing by jumping. It, so so, so Rapsodic says it is a difference between continuous development and that first moment when you make the initial commitment and so on. It's something I think about a lot. Um, you know, by us in yeshiva, we speak a lot about structure and doing things methodically and slowly and understanding yourself and working with yourself, and, and it's definitely a very important piece. But the years in Eretz Yisrael produce an extraordinary growth 
and, and transformation. That, that, that's really amazing. And the reason is, and the way to utilize it in the best way is by taking a jump. It's, it's certainly that you, you're taking a jump because you thought it out. Because you recognize, this is for me the place I need to be. This is where I ought to be. This is what being a mentor for me is. You thought it through. You have guidance and so on. But to break through requires sometimes doing things without going through the process of inch by inch by inch because you'll never get it. If a person is used to wake up at 11 o'clock, to start waking up at 7 o'clock, if you're doing it by increments of 5 minutes, it takes quite a while. Especially every so often there's an off day, so you go back to 11 o'clock. It's a, it's a very, very... Um, it's, it's, a, it's, it's, it's not a productive process. But if a person it, it sort of says, okay, I need to change. I need to have a normal day, and I and this, do it. it. It's kind of uh, uh, difficult, let's put it that way, to make that rapid change. But, but if a person understands what he's doing, then, then he has a new beginning. Many people, I would say most people, look back at the Tkufa and Yisrael as being um, the Tkufa that changed them radically. You can't, you can't go around all your life changing radically because there, there's no solidity. There's, it, it's, it's something, it's, it's lacking. A person who's always constantly in, in, in modes of, of, of such transformation, that's not healthy. And, and, and at some point when you've gotten to the place that you need to be, then the changes need to be structured slowly and so on and so forth in, in a very natural way. But, but bef- to make the change from who you were and who you think you ought to be, it, it, when you're talking about a whole different plane of spiritual uh, uh, existence, that type of change just comes with chipazim. And that's why the Torah said, they didn't need to run out of Mitzrayim. But HaKadosh Baruch Hu said, you people are of the Avodah And now you're going, to, you're going to be eating kachim. It's not an evolution. It's not a little change. You're moving. This is an act of chipazim. You've gone from being of the Avodah the Avosenim Mitzrayim were Ochez Babodazara, and in one fell swoop, you're eating Karm Pesach, which is the Karm Takarish Barakul. The Chipazin in Lil Mitzrayim was the Chipazin that was people making a drastic change so that there's a new beginning. Ayom Azen Yesel Am. Kalal Yisrael doesn't remember before it says Mitzrayim. That's prehistory for us. It's like the. The, the, uh, the Ramban says, why does the Torah, why does Abraham's story start with Lech Lecha? And basically he says, one word or another, pre-Lech Lecha didn't exist. Avram Avinu, as we have him, starts with Lech Lecha. Kalal Yisrael starts with the Pipazitzi of Mitzrayim. It, it's, it's, a, it's a tremendous Tkufa that you have here. And, and understand, you, these, this is the Tkufa life to make those extraordinary changes that are not healthy later on in life. This is a time when you're unencumbered with many responsibilities and, and, and you have a certain window of time to make those great changes. Be'ez um, Hashem, you should use this kufa of a year, two, three, that you spend in Israel and, and not start with chipazim. Understand what change you need to, to, to make. A, 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 and, but once you understand the change you need to make, then chipazim becomes 
not only of that, it becomes the only way. The only way a person goes from being one thing to being something completely different is with a moment of chipazim. Then, once things are where they ought to be, in the, in, in, on the plane they ought to be, then a person <coughs> makes those steps, that progress, and in Hashem, you should be zochem to make the, the great change and, and the small, solid, step-by-step change that, uh, that, that's the sphere so much a- after uh, Yitzhak Mitzrayim. That's what I'm